Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of the Sandringham Hosted Podcast, looking at effective marketing for IFAs. Um, I'm joined again by uh, Mike Johnson of TOMD. Afternoon Mike. Good afternoon. Um, today we're going to have a, a quick talk about uh, a subject that I've been asked a few questions around and, and where there's sometimes a little bit of confusion and that's uh, kind of advertising and PR and what's the difference and how to how to maybe use that. Um, so I just want to quickly cover that one off. So I guess, Mike, can you give us a, a kind of overview of what's the what's the what what are we talking about when we talk about advertising and talking about PR and what's the difference and when should we use which one? Well, to, just in 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 very crude terms, uh, PR or, or public relations, which historically has had a has had a bad name is where you, uh, for example, contact your local paper and say, look, um, we're doing a, a, a group marathon run or whatever it might be um, you know, for charity. Would you like to write about it? Uh, we'll give you some information and uh, a photograph. Ideally, you do that in a sort of formal way via a, a press release. Uh, they say yes or no, and off they go and they write about it or, or they don't doesn't cost you anything but you've got no control over what they actually say if they publish it or indeed you know when they publish it um, on the other hand advertising is where you are paying for uh, a specific uh, space um, in a newspaper on a website or whatever you've obviously got control over that because you're paying money you've got control over when it gets published and what gets published uh, there's a little bit of blurring uh, around something which is tend to be called uh, advertorials. Um, that tends to be blurred because uh, an advertorial looks like editorial, uh, but it's something you've paid for. You've written the words uh, and approved the words and, and they're appearing when you want them to. So to a degree, it is an advert, um, but because it's written in the style of editorial, uh, some people get a little bit confused. That tends to be advertorial. Um, I think we've seen you see those quite a lot in the you know some of the financial press, the money marketing, yeah. professional advisor. You'll have you'll have a, a, an editorial piece by you know the, the, the head of three sixty services yeah. or the head of Teleflow or yeah. whatever else talking about a subject, and then the last the last paragraph is oh, but there's a solution that can help yes. you with all of this. Uh, you know, it's called Teleflow. It's called yes. whatever else. Yeah. And they've obviously paid for that, and that is that is uh, an advertorial. Uh, the, the newspapers like them because obviously it's another form of income. They don't like to have publications which look to be full of adverts. When you skim through them, you don't think it's full of adverts, but potentially, actually, it is. Yeah. PR is quite just going back to PR. PR is quite can be quite useful and and tends to be overlooked. Um, certainly, if you're doing something that's you know fun or of interest. You know, having an you know, you getting the local mayor to open your office or whatever. The local papers generally will be interested because they're always after uh, local news that mm. is genuinely uh, local. I think PR. I think there's a misconception that PR is a, you know, it's a big London-based firms and you know, good big corporates yeah. and enterprises do PR, but you know, small local businesses don't do PR. That's not. Yeah. You know, you need a. You know, an agency, Sachi well, and Sachi's and so on. Yeah, well. absolutely. You, you, I mean, uh, again, you, you know, you may choose to use an agency, but generally, you, you can do it yourself. You can uh, certainly in, in local, you know, smaller towns and so on. You, you may be lucky that you've got a, a thriving newspaper, or you may be in a town that where the, the, the newspaper's struggling. And it depends, tends to be which kind of uh, group is uh, newspaper groups covering your your town. But if you've got one that is is doing well, whether it's just in print or online as well. 
um, then they will be genuinely interested in any news you've got um, about uh, you know your business, local people, whatever it is. Obviously, you just need to be uh, cautious that what you're providing them is you know is is, is fact based. Um, and they always like uh, good photographs as well. They may or may not have you know, photographers of their own these days. Uh, they may have cut back in that area, but they will be interested in news and obviously anything that gets published in a, in a newspaper that's read by locals actually has got a, a bit more kind of kudos behind it if it's not an advert, but it, it has been written by the newspaper, then you know, that, that's definitely worth, mm. uh, you know, worth thinking about. I think there's quite a proliferation in there about, of these kind of free local yeah. newspapers with news of... And there's definitely one around here that the the Home Valley News that we see that's got, like say, stories yeah, yeah. about you know refurbishments of local businesses yeah. and local businesses doing that, as well as the you know the usual stuff. From the, I think they're they're quite handy. They're the yeah. you know they're the doctor's waiting room yeah. kind of things. That but at least they're getting the you know they're getting a message yeah. out there, aren't they? So I think PR. It's yeah, you know, for me, I had the misconception that PR, like I say, is yeah, this yeah. all you know, all encompassing. I, I think one of the things you need to be aware of is that where uh, publications aren't doing so well, if you approach them, they may say, "Well, that's fine. Uh, we'll publish that if you pay for an advert in our paper." Now, you know that unfortunately goes on. Um, it isn't the case in all in all uh, with all publications. There are lots of towns and lots of publications where they will just want genuine news of course they'd like you to advertise but actually they're interested in the news because that obviously is good for their publication mm. they're being seen to be uh, putting lots of good uh, stories in there so would you with pr and advertorials do you recommend advertorial over pr i guess like you said with pr you you don't control the message i think we've all seen you know, press releases from companies where I'm sure the companies have wanted to say one thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the press have twisted that and turned it into their own message. Yeah. It, Is it, it better I think, to... Um, in our experience, I think with local journalists, they're normally just, you know, genuine people from the local community. And actually, yeah, they might get things wrong occasionally. Um, but we haven't had many, if any, instances of a local story being twisted certainly once you get to the nationals and so on they will put their own spin yeah, on it potentially definitely. but with local stories where as i say you might be you know the mayor opens your office or whatever it might be actually those, those stories have, mm. uh, they might make a mistake about somebody's <laughs> age or whatever but generally uh that they're fairly good i think to answer your your question about advertorials or or, or or pr i think with with advertorial or with, with adverts they've certainly got their place because you've got that control over when they're going to go in yeah so clearly if you're placing an ad about you know something that's time sensitive like a, an isa or whatever then clearly you want to know it's going to go in on x date because you're trying to generate business before a certain date um but uh so they've got their place as well and it might be as with all marketing you, you kind of got to look at the whole mix and say what things work for us and the mix of those things might be a bit of PR and a bit of advertising as well. Yeah. So again, as we've talked about in the past, understanding what you want to yeah. achieve. Absolutely. What's the plan? What's yeah. going to be delivered that? So yeah. you just touched on advertising there. And I know we've talked about this in a previous podcast around um, online advertising, the Google ads, the Facebook ads, yeah. LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Again, I'm guessing with those, there's, there's, there's a, the right and wrong. There's the right tool for the right job. The right place yep. so again if we were you know if we were talking about local interest <laughs> we're going to be talking about probably about facebook and using facebook ads and google ads to 
you know, yeah, again, to generate that interest. Yeah, possibly. It's sort of horses for courses. If you, if you live in a you know a county that, that that's got one of these kind of glossy magazines that's got the name of the county, you know, life. That sort of um, publication is is generally a high net worth publication, mm-hmm. and if it is that, that's who you're you know you're targeting. I, I don't know if there's probably a Yorkshire Life and a you know no, there's sure a there is. Essex Life and goodness only knows what. So those publications generally are targeting high net worth people. They're all you know positive stories about stately homes and so on. So actually, get, if that's your target audience, that probably is is perfect for you mm-hmm. because. Again, you know, with Facebook, clearly it goes across all ages, but it may be that, you know, someone is in their 60s or 70s, uh, if that's your target audience that's sitting on, you know, quite a lot of investments and you want to try and, you know, attract their business, that publication might be better for you than, than, than Facebook. Mm. So again, it's and just I, trying to think it through. And again, I think it comes back to some of the things we've talked about in the past about knowing your audience and where, you know, where yeah. you're headed. You know, just talking about that, you know, you may be a car enthusiast and yep. you know classic car events and everything else that's what interests you you know yep. that's you know there's yep. there's some money that rides about there you know why not put an advertorial or an advert in Absolutely. You know, classic car magazines yep. you know somewhere where you know that readership you you're going to be able to talk you know yeah, talk yeah. to these people have that kind of yeah. You know, relationship. Well, I think, I mean, we mentioned dentists in a previous podcast and, and using that as an example, I'm sure there's, you know, a publication, you know, Dentist Today or whatever. Teeth Weekly. Teeth yeah. Weekly, that's the one, yeah. Um, and uh, if it is that you were targeting that group, and clearly you obviously have to think about whether it's a national or more local publication, but if it is that you're working extensively with dentists and you can maybe write, you know, maybe put an advertorial in a publication like that where you can demonstrate your expertise and the fact that you work with dentists a lot and you understand what they do, then that, that's kind of perfect. Mm. Then why wouldn't you go down that, that route or root canal mm. in this case? <laughs> so, yeah, I think the point there is, is, is you know, if you're going to use PR and advertising is think about, think sometimes think slightly outside the box, think about different yeah. places you can... You can do that and so forth. I think um, actually just going back on PR, actually more and more local papers will be talking about national stories. So if it is, you know, if you're a mortgage broker, for example, and, um, you know, the local stories uh, appearing about what's going on with the housing market, which reflects what's going on, on nationally, they may well be interested in talking to, you know, a mortgage broker mm-hmm. and to uh, an estate agent about their views on the local market. Yeah, yeah. So the if comments, you're, you know, yeah. why not, you know, drop an email to the editor and say, look, you know, obviously I work extensively in the local market. You know, if it is that you want comment about what's happening in, in the local market, in our view, you know, kind of... Um, feel free to you know give us a mm. ring and we'll just give you our, our yeah. view and actually they would benefit from that because they want they want to hear from experts who are actually dealing on a day-to-day basis with mortgages yeah. and selling houses and so on so it's it's one email it's going to take 10 minutes why not do that yeah be the expert be the absolutely. person who comments on that yeah absolutely oh, so that's, yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. a real that's a really good idea i mean another you know area we've talked about that um in previous podcasts was um uh, sponsorship yeah um Again, potentially a reasonably cost-effective way of getting your name and brand out there. Absolutely, yeah. In the local community. Yeah, I mean, again, a bit, a bit like with with PR. I think we talk about sponsorship and think of kind of you know big agencies and the, the Premier League and so on. Um, actually, it, just picking up on sport, local small clubs 
um, are generally desperate for money. They're normally run by volunteers, um, you know, cricket clubs, football clubs, rugby clubs. They've all got expenses. They're trying to provide better facilities for their for their members, whether they're seniors or, or, or juniors. And generally, money can be a, a, a bit of an issue. So therefore, a lot of them have turned to sponsorship, people to come along and pay uh, certain amounts of money each year to, to sponsor the club or, or maybe sponsor a particular team or an age group or whatever it might be. And actually, because they haven't got a lot of money, they don't ask for a huge amount of money. Mm. They've got relatively small audiences, but they tend to be fairly well defined. So, for example, a, a local sports club will be working in that area, clearly. Um, if they're uh, if they're I don't know under eleven football team or whatever, then the mums and dads are likely to be of a certain age. If that's your target market, that could be ideal. It could be that you could, you know, for as little as I don't know five hundred pounds a year or whatever, you might be able to sponsor, uh, say, junior section of a club, and that, and you can kind of negotiate actually what it is that you're going to get for that money because in many cases, let's say they're run by volunteers. They're not experts in getting sponsorship deals, so they're not like again like the Premier League, where they're kind of a list of this is what we're going to get for you know this is what we're uh, you're going to get for your money. They'll kind of broadly say, well, actually, you'll get you know your logo on your shirt or whatever. But if you go back and say, well, that's fine, happy to do it. But by the way, we also want you know my firm's logo on your website with a link to our website. You know why would they object to that? It's not costing them mm. anything. So if you can identify things that aren't costing the club anything that makes them think they're going to get your sponsorship, even if you say, well, look, actually, I'll do it for two years, you know, for a £1,000 or whatever, they're probably going to be quite interested in that and they'll be delighted that they've got your sponsorship. You can even say, look, you know, it'd be good for us to have a, you know, a, it, maybe it's a cricket club you're sponsoring. Could we use your ground for a, a match day against our clients? And we can, you know, we'll come along, we'll yeah. invite some clients along. And again, they'll probably be delighted with that. You might have to, you know, make a contribution for refreshments or whatever, um, and and then say to them, look, when you send out your next, because uh, they'll be sending out club emails about events and so on. Make sure that you know they put your name on there as well mm. as, as the sponsor, and that they announce the sponsorship and so on. And most of the time, they'll be delighted with that. Mm. And I think one thing you mentioned um, off air earlier was. If you do your research, you can be quite savvy with this. Yeah. If you're looking at, you know, existing sponsors there, who who they're working with. So, for example, yeah. the example you gave was, you know, the club might have a main sponsor, might be a, you know, a solicitor's firm or a, yeah. uh, an estate agent's firm. Yeah. You know, you get in, you know, you get in there as additional sponsorship. Yeah. You could, you know, meeting at events, Absolutely, get in there. It's yeah. another networking way. There's, there's Absolutely. There's all sorts of little ways and little tricks of trade yeah. you can you can kind of get in there yeah for for relative yeah you know, for absolutely. relatively small cost and again you can tie all these things together because you could say look you know when we uh when you agree the sponsorship deal you can say to the club look can you please make sure that um you know you do some uh some pr about it and contact the local paper all that we do mm -hmm. again and it'd be good to mention the other sponsors in there obviously because mm -hmm. maybe they're a solicitor that you mm -hmm. want to get involved in Typically, there'll be some kind of event going on in the year where those solicitors or estate agents might be present. So I think all of those things kind of tie together and it's good local community thing. You can put it on your own website yeah. as well that you're doing this. Maybe have a page on your website to say, of course, we're delighted to sponsor mm -hmm. XYZ Club with a bit of information linked to their starts site. To, so starts to form some of your social media Absolutely. Gives you something else to talk about on social media. I think also, if it is that that's a route you want to go down and if you start to look at sponsoring more than one more than one club or event it's probably good to decide on you know what's your focus is it sport 
So we've worked with a, 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 um, a firm in the past who decided that they were going to focus on lady sport. So they just said, right, okay, we're going to sponsor you know, a lady football team, lady cricket, or whatever it might be. Another one we work with, it, it focuses on the arts. So they sponsor you know, choirs and so on and so forth. And I know, obviously, you, you sponsor a local choir. Yeah, uh, society. So I think it's good to actually, you know, again, have a clear focus on what is it you're trying to sponsor rather than be ad hoc and end up doing a little bit of sponsorship here and a little bit over there and it doesn't quite join together. Whereas if on your website you're saying, obviously, we're very delighted to be uh, big supporters of local sport, uh, then again, that helps. Indeed, if you then get a call from a local firm who wants you to advertise that in their you know, club programme and it's a sports club, well, it's much easier to say yes to that and, then, and to say no to someone who wants you to sponsor something which is outside of mm. your area. So again, it, you just become known as people who are mm. s- sort of supporting those, those sorts of things. One, uh, one other thought actually is that if you, want, you don't want to spend that sort of money um, you know, sponsoring a whole team, you can approach clubs and say, look, we'll, you know, we'll just sponsor an award. Um, so, uh, and it could be you know, the fair player of the year or whatever, chosen by the manager, you know, 25 pound trophy or whatever. Uh, and again, you, you could get some good PR coverage for doing that as well. Mm. Get you know contributes back to the community. Mm. Um, it's a good idea. You know, I like the idea. I think it's a good, um, easy, fairly cost-effective, time-wise yeah. and money-wise way of getting yeah. the name your name out there and, yeah. and services out there. And like I say, it's got it's got parallels that you can get in there. There's you know potentially other connections in there. The networking that yeah. I know we've talked about on previous on previous podcasts. Um, it seems like a good it is good probably something that's overlooked a little bit a lot and certainly in our experience that you know clubs are delighted and and they you know you're not just doing it for yourselves actually it will be good for the community because it helps those clubs sometimes you know 500 pounds could make a hell of a lot of difference i Mm. keep using that figure but you know as a sort of arbitrary amount that will make a big difference to a local club they'll be very pleased and actually you get a lot of you know, certainly the, the chairman or whatever will say to his friends, oh, by the way, you know, we're being sponsored by mm. XYZ. So I think it, it can make a, a, a big difference and you are contributing to the local community. And obviously, in the case of advisors, the local community is very important because that's who you're yeah. working with. Yeah, definitely. And again, it is about, you know, the, your means to your end, like you, you said earlier on, choosing the right, you know, choosing the right team. Yeah. Is it, you know, the age demographic of the parents? Is it you know you could sponsor your local Crown yep. Green Bowling Club yep. uh, with a weigh-in? Yeah. Not that I'm categorising people from Crown Green Bowling, but they may be of the like yes, an age absolutely. where they may have children to be bringing through. Yeah. Um, it's understanding again, isn't it? It's the, it's the themes we talk about about understanding your audiences, looking at your focus, yep. doing the right thing. I think it, it's important also to remember, you know, as with all things marketing, the more you put in. Um, the more you'll get out. So if you just spend your whatever it is, five hundred pounds, and expect you know loads of leads to roll in, that's probably unlikely. But if you spend that money and make sure you do you know attend the AGM, be seen to be supporting, keep in contact with the chairman or whoever it is that runs a newsletter, and say, oh by the way, you know when you next send a newsletter out, can you do this? Can you put a link on your website? Go along to some some games as well, and actually be seen to be genuinely supporting the club you'll get a lot more mileage rather than just you know, writing a cheque and thinking that you know, you're going to get a, a lead a week because that, that, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. Really. And that's it. You have to be realistic about what you want to, what you want to do. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it's, it's you know, when we, we talk about all this, uh, you know, it's a point where we, we 
again discussing off air earlier is when we're doing campaign campaigns whether it's social media campaigns advertorials pr <laughs> whatever it is you're doing you need to understand what the results yeah. are going to be yeah um because it could be that it's hugely successful yeah yeah you've got people queuing up outside yeah. the office door and down yeah. the down the street waiting for you and you can't yeah, you, know, yeah. you can't deal with it let's all hope that that's the yeah. that's the case but you need to have not just an expectation of what you're going to spend the time and effort to do it in but what are you going to get out what yeah. the expected you know returns are what do you want to get it is it one additional client a month is exactly. it 10 additional clients a month yeah. is it is it you know 200 clients yeah. in the next 2 years you know what can you as you know in your business actually handle you know if you're a new advisor into the industry you may want you know as many clients and as many leads and to want yeah. to go see as many people as, yeah, yeah. as as possible you know if you're an established business you know you're looking for you know an extra two or three high net worth clients just to fill that yeah. hole you might you know use a different approach Absolutely, to that you know yeah. we talk about they say the, you know, the classic car approach or the you know the, you know the professional connections or yeah. whatever else there's a different way but you need to be prepared yeah. <laughs> for what you you know for what you're going to get absolutely and you need to to uh, budget accordingly because clearly if you want five new clients a month um, you need to be doing more activity and probably spending more than if you only want one every two months yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because it's going to take a lot more time and effort ideally you can ramp these things up so you can say well yeah you know we're doing this at the moment we're getting this if I multiplied everything that I'm doing by three will I get three times more many as many mm. leads if I will, if I am going to get that, then I know actually how much I've got to spend. Time is more the problem quite often than money, actually, mm. because you can't just you know write the check and expect things to happen. So it's just spending the time thinking things through, agreeing things, signing things off, going to events and so on. That tends to be more of the problem. Mm. And I think, again, there are themes that are coming out you know, in, in these podcasts, and it's probably if you're going to start marketing mm -hmm. my air quotes again on a podcast which you can't see um <laughs> the you really need to understand your focus what yeah. you're looking for in terms of an outcome what your budget is to, yeah. to do that and starting i guess quite quite small and focused you know we've talked about in previous podcasts doing maybe doing linkedin ads or facebook ads for you know for a short period of time to seeing what return you got from that, yeah, and then as you alluded to, then if you realise that works, you know, can we yeah, ramp yeah. it up a little bit? If we do it, you know, if we spend twice as much, will we get twice the yeah. return? You know, there will be a point where you reach, Absolutely. but you know, you may say, well, actually, you know, th that campaign that we did yielded two clients this yeah. month. Let's just you know spend yeah. a double, see what we get, and see and see what works just not taking the blunderbuss approach and just getting you know firing stuff off all over the place and yeah. not knowing what's working what's not working what messages yeah. are working and everything else because that's the, the other thing i guess we you know you think about is you know you could be talking about the same subject but talking about it in two three yeah. different different ways yeah what absolutely. is the you know what is the tone the message you know a lot of companies nowadays you'll find when they send out emails they'll they'll do what's called an a b split where yeah. they'll send two different subjects lines yeah. and they'll see yeah. whichever one gets the most attention yeah. that's the one they'll you know that's yeah. the one they'll go to it's very you know it is very very yeah. technical and complicated the way they do it these you know the mass marketing yeah but i think the, you know the point behind that is is 
not sticking to your knitting and doing the same thing over and over again. It's doing something for a short period of time, assessing, testing, yeah, testing, and monitoring. Yeah, absolutely. Changing yeah. it, reassessing yeah. it, doing yeah. it, doing it slightly differently. And this sounds a bizarre thing to say, but actually, if it's successful, keep doing it. I've sat in numerous meetings with new clients and said, you know, I've asked them the question, you know, what have you done over the last three, four years in terms of marketing? Uh, and they tell me, they said, oh, we did this, this, and this. And I said, well, did it work? They said, yeah, actually, it was quite good. And I'll say, why do you stop? They said, oh, I don't really know. Um, so, you know, it's been moderately successful, but they've just, instead of analysing why it was successful and how they can make it better, they've stopped. And I think part of that, I think there are two reasons. One is that, you know, marketing takes time, and, and what normally happens is they get new clients in and they think, oh, that's great. So, therefore, people start marketing when they've run out of clients rather than at a time when they're busy, which is what they should be doing, which is hard, I know, but that's what you should be doing. Um, and I think also the, the problem with marketing is it, it, some people consider it to be quite sexy. So, they see something come along and think, oh, all right, that looks great. I'd love to do that. And yeah, I'd love to see my name, my uh, firm on the side of a bus. And they do that rather than doing the thing that they were doing two months ago which worked quite well which was a bit dull but actually it brought in the leads mm. so you know it's best don't worry about whether it looked great and whether there's some ego attached to seeing your name in lights or whatever what is more important is what actually works monitoring that as you say keeping records working out why it did or didn't work and working out how you can make it better mm. and i guess that's down to to the analytics, which we, yeah. we, we've we've touched on, but I guess I haven't covered uh, too much on. We maybe will cover that in a mm -hmm. in a separate podcast. But it's it's understanding your results, yeah. seeing what works, reassessing. If it's not working, change it. If it's Absolutely. working, Absolutely. carry on. Stick with your knitting. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Mike. It's always Thank a, you. always a pleasure, and uh, we'll speak again soon. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs>